Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 378. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Today's episode is with Cameron Davis, who is the creator behind Power Creative Studios. I want to say thank you to Cameron for allowing me to be uh, one of his very early ongoing podcasts that he can be a part of because he himself has his own podcast called Creative Questions, and I hope and encourage you guys to go check him out and his um, illustrative kind of studio that his uh, all of his designs are under power creative create studios and it's very cool so he's an incredible guy I actually met him at uh, drink and draw which is a local event here in in the valley and I hope that you guys are interested in checking him out because he does a lot of cool things it's very very much uh, a conversation about being a creative and also being a parent while being a creative so I hope that you guys who are parents are listening and watching and want to just take part of this if you are creative please let me know about you i love having creatives come in on the show they are very much uh, welcomed here and they're very much the same path that i am on i want to be a creative that can encourage others to do the same thing with parenthood going out on their own adventuring out on their own and uh, hopefully we will meet in the future and that will lead me into a little bit of the business side you can hear every episode of finding arizona podcast at our podcast website www.fightingarizonapodcast.com we make it easy for you guys to connect with us through social media that is all under finding arizona podcast next up if you want to send us an email finding arizona podcast at gmail.com if i sound a little winded or a little tired it is because i have just finished up a uh, bratwurst eating contest over at the four peaks Oktoberfest. it was a gauntlet of huge bratwurst and i was just I did the best I could, but the reigning champion came back and had to defend his title, and he actually defended it very well. He had five. They gave us five minutes. He ate five bratwurst. I could only down about three and a half, so I kudos to him. I took a picture with him. He was very much a cool guy, and he had the whole gimmick on. Leader Hosen had the hat, had the championship belt rocking, so two-time champion now, two years in a row. I wish him nothing but the best of luck in the next year's event i think i'm gonna i to just sit this next one out um but it was very fun to participate and uh some uh one of our creatives actually asked me to be a part of it as uh because they were trying to keep it more of local celebrities and it was really fun just to be even considered into that category so i really much uh did the best i could i wanted to make it a, a fun challenge for myself it was not easy and i'm very much uh full and tired so uh get to do things like that with this podcast is a lot of fun and that's something that you'll find in the vlog that is available on youtube if those of you who want to get a little bit more personal with myself and my wife who run the podcast together i encourage you guys to go do so under youtube slash finding arizona podcast and on top of that if you want to listen to more episodes they're also available there we also have a blog that's running with the website and a newsletter please sign up please subscribe please let us know what we can do better please let us know what we what you want to see next and we will try and make that happen all in all little guy 
had a lot of fun watching Dada do what he did. And then uh, the family's doing well. I just celebrated my fourth anniversary with Brittany. Uh, it was very, very fun. And, uh, you know, life is very much in a fast moving pace. And next up will be the holidays for myself and the family. Uh, first is going to be Halloween. Next is going to be Thanksgiving. And then the following Christmas. And then little guy turns three in January. So please keep up with us. Please stay in touch with us. And if you hopefully will see you in the future, if not, uh, wishes to all of you and you who are watching. Thank you for being a part of this journey. And we will head right into this episode, episode number 378 with Cameron uh, of uh, Power Creative Studios. And we will see you next time. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Bye, y'all. is a no woman. She's ambitious. She is a juggling life. Oh, she is high performing. She's self-made. Um, definitely busy. Woman supporter. Cares about the rooms that she's going into. Building an empire. Definitely working in a male-dominated industry. She is competitive and cares about impact. And she's inspired by the word no. Oh, completely relentless. She is self-made. She is a badass. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. And as always, we bring in special guests every week. And today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited about this gentleman standing in front of us. Uh, he is the founder and creator behind Power, Power Creative Studio. And his name's Cameron. Cameron, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you because one, just a little bit behind the scenes of what we've you and I've met before already. So we have kind of a previous relationship going on. And uh, we met at an event called uh, Drink and Draw, where creatives come yep. together to have uh, some scheduled time to drink and draw together. And it was a lot of fun. And we, uh, we've met and we've had dialogue and conversation about certain items that we'll also pick up uh, in this conversation. But I want to give everyone an opportunity to meet you, the person behind the business. And I'd love for you to answer the question that we always ask first uh, from everyone, which is give us a little bit of your origin story. How did power become to be? Oh, okay. That's a, that's a great question. Um, power design. So power design is kind of something that, uh, to be, it's, it's a little cheesy, but it came to me kind of out of like a dream, like yeah. in all, all honesty. Um, <laughs> my, my original career was, uh, I went to college to be a aerospace and mechanical engineer. Nice. And then I ended up like picking up Photoshop along the way, like while I was in college. So Very I was like, cool. Oh, this is a nice, nice little piece of technology. I really enjoyed using it. So yeah. I just made flyers around campus and okay. I was like, Oh, who can I make flyers for? And then I just did that. No, yeah. no charge. It was just fun. Nice. I was creative outlet. So I did that. And then I graduated from college and went to my first big boy job big boy job. And I was like, mm, that was childish. I don't need that anymore. Who, who <laughs> needs that kind of stuff? Um, and I went and did, I graduated in 2015 and didn't mm -hmm. end up picking up design again until 2018. Okay. So around 2018, I was feeling like kind of low, 
slow, kind of depressed, kind of empty. Um, the rat race really wasn't fulfilling me. And my wife was like, why don't you start designing again? You really had fun with that. Like, yeah. why, why don't you do this thing? And so I was like, that's a good point. So I started like designing for my friends, making logos, illustrating, just having fun with it again. Yeah. And then 2020 came and I got laid off from my my big boy job, my career. And I was like, I honestly don't like this. I didn't <laughs> like being an engineer. I didn't like all the, like, I came in and I was like, let's change things. Let's make things better. Let's fix yeah. all this stuff. And it's just aerospace is not like that. Mm -hmm. Everything's slow. Everything's like, well, we decide we designed this in 1967. So if we ever try to change yeah. it, it's going to take millions of dollars to change anything. Yeah. And time um, and, and just like years to do it because it's years. already been approved. It's already yes. been through, you know, yeah. It's, all of that bureaucracy and all of that so yeah it was just i just wasn't happy it was just not fun it was yeah. i thought i was going to be there solving creative like problems like okay and that's where it kind of like hit me and my wife again in 2020 was like oh why don't you just do design full-time and i was like <laughs> of course i i did all the crying and all the like letting go of it and like mourning yeah. it that's a that's a big i spent six years like going through design or going through uh engineering school and mm -hmm. she was just like how about we just move on and i was like okay and then i started doing more research into design and like what all comes out like what all is in design there's so mm -hmm. many pieces of it um there is a very strategic like creative thinking piece of design and that yeah. really caught my attention so that's where like so we I got laid off and then we took all the money out of our 401k and we just were like, let's freelance for a year. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can make any money. It nice. doesn't really matter. This let's let this be college again. Like, yeah. So this was my opportunity to learn, to network, to grow as much as I could. And again, this is during the pandemic. So what could you really do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically exactly. that they, there weren't jobs being given away. So it was kind of like all we could kind of do. So Man. I did that. I reached out to, this is my, my key. I was like, let me find people who do this, mm -hmm. reach out to them and see what the, see if they'll sit down and have a, a conversation with me where I can kind of like pick their brain. Yeah. So many people were so down for that, that it kind of <laughs> like blew my mind. I that's was like, awesome. no one would like, why would they want to help me? Exactly. So that's kind of like, that was the beginning steps of like power and like figuring out what design actually was and like how to build a business around it. So mm -hmm. From there, I went and I did. And that's the great thing about design, because sometimes if you go and get a full time job, your studio doesn't have to close. You can still yeah. do freelance on the side. Like, yeah. it's always something. And that's one reason I pick, picked it. Like, yeah. I was like, this is something that you can always do. So we we get through through that year of that 401k money. We end up, it runs down. I didn't end up building the network that I, I needed. It was Building network takes time. So that's, it was just one of those things where it's like, that's where I learned that like network's important. So if I go get a job, I still need to be building network. So yeah, I yeah. went and worked for a branding agency at the end of that year of freelancing. Mm -hmm. And then come 
it was May this past May. I got laid off from there. So ever since then, I've been freelancing full time in my business. And that's kind of like the origin story is long. Like it's been yeah, a long yeah, kind of yeah. like drawn out process of of like making a decision, trying it, figuring out if it's right. And then just sitting in it and like <laughs> seeing what the next day kind of brings. So. Well, I'll, I'll let you in on this. So you, you've kind of created this really interesting kind of path of for yourself and it's it's one of those things that's like uh the pandemic has really been kind of this really strategic point that has affected everyone and that's something that we've always kind of uh, preluded once it happened which is like meaning that we ask this question i'm always in my mind of like where is this in two places one is 2018 when we had the recession the first time Mm -hmm. and uh and then in 20 or for the pandemic the 2020 um and it was it's interesting to kind of see how people either you know float from one thing to another which my wife went through with her career or it you know, how many people stuck it out? Like how many people pivoted to find their resolution in how they perceive themselves as a business owner, as an entrepreneur and allowed themselves to be like, Hey, look, I bring this one thing very, very well. And I'm going to make this my, my stable floating device that I'm going to ride this wave of this horrible time Mm -hmm. to allow me to float through into the next, you know, era. And I have always found it interesting in having these dialogues, especially since the pandemic, we've been doing this through the pandemic and just kind of understanding of like looking inward, looking at yourself (laughs) and allowing yourself like what makes me happy? What is going to bring me the most joy? Is it this career or is it this business or is it something else? And so for some, it was something else. And for others, it is mostly like I'm going to pivot. And then that's because we deal with a lot of entrepreneurs who have businesses that they love but it's it's just so wonderful to kind of hear those stories because for me it's like i'm very much in the path and the of i make this podcast kind of still as something that i love to do as a passion project we uh we 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 do fairly well as far as making it kind of a business but um my day job which i like to say is my now like uh, my, my other job, um, I am a landscape architect. And so one of, one of my things is, is like, I went to school for landscape architecture and found some way in through all of that mess. I had found points of creative juices, creative Mm -hmm. moments, um, through it. And people who've listened to this podcast have already me spouted off about this, but just to give you the, the total, you know, download of like what's been happening in my life went to school uh was screen printing uh just to learn how to screen print from a guy so cool screen printing (laughs) is so awesome it's awesome it's so fun and (laughs) so basically he was a screen printer local screen printer for businesses met a bunch of business owners was like having dialogue with them as they came in and had wanted shirts and other product to be made and i thought it was a cool idea to like record him like because some of them are really like interesting some of them are really fun personalities because they have like this really interesting story and basically it was like hey look major stuff 
you want to record what you just told me because I think it'd be great to have for mm -hmm. not only your business, but also, you know, to have it out into the world. And so you can use it as publicity or, you know, uh, marketing. And, you know, a lot of them came back. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so for me, it was just kind of like this weird, like, like pivot point of like, oh, I'm doing now podcasting world yep. and so i was like okay well now i'm this now and so i have all these different moments it wasn't until later on where it's like you brought up networking where it's like oh yeah i have a guy for that or i have a person that i know mm -hmm. that does that or what a small world i just met someone who does this and um yeah it's just affected my world uh, ever since now I'm doing landscaping for a commercial company and I also have this. And so it's been a whirlwind of stuff of like meeting people, podcasting, working, having a family. And so I appreciate your story just because it runs the similar vein of like my uh, own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's just like the same thing. Kind of my wife is that, that, uh, manager business manager for me where she's like maybe you should do this or maybe you should do this yeah. and made very very big moves because it's just like oh yeah maybe you should do this and i'm like okay well let's try uh but yeah i i really appreciate you telling us a little bit about how how it all went down and i'd love to ask you more about what we talked about too it's like you brought it up family family is a big part of you and, and what we first generated our dialogue at uh, sure. drink and draw and yeah. you having your young one and I'm having my young guy um, and just kind of like fatherhood in general, just what we were talking about a lot of the, a lot of what meeting each other. Um, how has fatherhood affected not only your creativity? I'd love to hear that aspect, but fatherhood in general, just, affected your time and your commitment to oh your my. business, to your life, yeah. to everything. That is, Oh, um, that question. It like, when you started talking about fatherhood, it gave me chills. Uh, cause it, it is, it's a huge river that runs through like all of this. Yeah. Um, cause I will say like my son completely, like having my son changed my life. Like mm -hmm. I, it was in that same time of like being depressed and not feeling fulfilled. And before I had all this time and I didn't fill it with anything. Yeah. It was just empty. And I would sit around for days. I would binge Netflix. I would like, I wasn't like doing much at all. Mm -hmm. And then that I have my son and I'm like, wait, there's like another human here. Like I have to like, if I want to show him what it means to be alive and be in the world, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can just hide out in my apartment anymore or yeah. hide out in the world. So that's where like things started to change. And like nowadays I'm dad. And then maybe the second half of the day I'm uh, working. And mm -hmm. then maybe I go back to dad at the end of the day. So yeah. like we're homeschooling our son. So oh, nice. I might be teacher for the morning. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's just so, again, it's so intertwined in the business and life. And my wife has her own business too. Okay. So we're just moving pieces around to make sure that we can be there for him and, and get, like do the things that he needs and guide him in the way that he needs mm -hmm. um, in life. Like, yeah. I just felt like something I didn't, I don't know if I've ever said to my dad is like, I wish he was around more. Yeah. Like, 
I feel like he, my dad thought it was enough to just like go to the football games or Mm -hmm. take me to practice or take me to school. And it was like, well, I just, it probably would have been cool to just like chill more, like Mm -hmm. spend more time playing or spend more time on video games or, or would, like just being around. My dad was in the, the army. Yeah. So he did 20 years in the army. So wow. it was very regimented. He would be up before we went to school and then he wouldn't come home to like five, six at night. Mm. So what's really left? <laughs> like We get you for two hours at the end of the day. And yeah. that's supposed to be like, I mean, raising your kids, like mm. everyone else is raising your kids at that point. And my mom was a school teacher. So oh. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So me and my brother kind of like the rest of the world kind of raised us mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. I think there's a lot of millennials who kind of feel that. For sure. Because um, both parents had to kind of be gone to be able to make enough money for the household. Yeah. Um, to to so I want to change days. that. Yeah, I wanted to change that for my son. So that's yeah. kind of what's going on there. And in doing that, it's just brought so much like life. Like mm-hmm. that kid is a love, like he loves being alive. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> when you're around some like a be like a, a human who loves being alive, it rubs off on you. Like, and then yeah. <laughs> like that's the whole like again, I'm like thinking about my own son, and he's right now he's at a point where he's like coloring a lot more. And the one thing that I realize a lot of the time is is that he just, the joy that he gets from the pigments and all the colors Mm -hmm. and just having it on the paper rather than caring about whether it's in the lines or it's, you know, the, the level of like joy that he gets from just creating and just having it on the paper rather than anything else being uh, kind of daunted by oh there's these other lines that represent a picture no i just want to put color to the paper that's fine with with him and so that level of like joy of like understanding like living life and you know just getting a joy out of seeing colors is just so beautiful from my perspective of like yeah he he's changed my view on a lot of things Mm -hmm. for sure yeah i i it's just baffling and my son loves learning like yeah. i i didn't think that like they always paint kids out like they don't want to learn mm-hmm. but it's like maybe sometimes it's what we teach them so like the way we homeschool is like very open yeah my wife will like ask him every week what do you want to learn this week mm-hmm. and so he'll have like two things that he supplies that he wants to learn yeah and so we'll find stuff to kind of go around that and he'll he'll sit and watch like many documentaries about like animals and stuff he yeah. loves to learn and tell people about what he's learned so <laughs> that's, that's awesome that, yeah so i'm and hopefully like we're and me and my wife are also starting to read more in front of him because we yeah. want him to like have Enjoy a passion reading. for reading too yeah. so it, it's these little things that like it's our responsibility to put in front of them that i don't know if like i'm glad that i'm doing now but i don't yeah. know if like that happened for me. Like, mm-hmm. so I want, I want to make sure that those things are are done. And that sometimes comes with like having to put boundaries on yourself as an adult, like yeah, absolutely. having to have some discipline as an adult. And I know for a lot of like parents that that's, that is hard. Like yeah. you go and you're the parent now. So why should <laughs> I have to be the one who's disciplined? But if we want to show the little ones how to be dis- disciplined, we got to kind of do it ourselves. Absolutely. So. I'm, uh, just had this conversation yesterday with my own father who kind of brought to my attention of like, 
given so many choices and especially like as they're younger you know you kind of want to give them more discipline in the fact that it's like maybe too many choices over overloads them and mm-hmm. you know dwindling the choices down so that it is more appropriate for them to be like this or that or if it's yes. like that sort of thing and so um for me in particular i think you brought up the level of responsibility for me in particular i was just like yeah for our own family dynamic uh when the pandemic hit and we realized we were going to have a child during it um we we had to make a lot of choices personally and you know career wise i was the one who was um, at a stable more more at the time it was more of a stable position as I'd been with the company a smaller company that did landscape um, for approximately I think four or five years almost mm-hmm. going on and it, you know she was just starting out in a new job and for the understanding of like who's going to be home because we didn't want to give him to a babysitter or someone who's going to not, who's who we didn't want someone else raising our child. So that was oh, one, one of the, 100%, one of yeah. the boundaries that we hit was like, we don't yeah. want someone else to be his mom or dad. Like we want us to do caretake for him. And, you know, it came down where I was like, it really put me in a hard position of like, okay, I think it's going to have to be me because mm-hmm. I, you know, as much as I want to push and, and, advocate for myself of like i have this job that's really nice and that's gonna help you know it pays well and it does all of these things for us at the same time i had to take the leap of faith of knowing that my own trial like everything that i've been through every career choice everything has led me to this moment of like i love i've always wanted to be the dad that's like the you know my dad was like yours where he was very busy and uh they've tried their best to bring together a two income household and so for him his was more of like being on call and he was um this kind of uh uh how do you put it like a mechanic for uh, big machinery and so he had to be on call and they call him out to go to places that are far farther away than like two to three hours away where he had to go and, and fix things and um on um, you know unfortunately he did his best with you know being at the games and being a part of our lives and and he did everything that he could possibly to make sure that he knew or we knew that he loved us and that he was going to he's going to be there for us the unfortunate aspect you know is time you know having those moments of like oh i wish my dad could be here to do these things with me and help me you know hang out with me whatever it may be then we moved to the Indian reservation just before high school uh, for myself. And then he lost his job. Like he didn't have a career that he did that. So I spent more time with him. And those were the moments that I held on to most because he, I saw a different man in him, which was, I need to provide for my family, no matter what, position I'm in. And so even though he didn't have a job, what he did was, okay, I know how to make food. Everyone eats. So I'm going to become, they call him the hot dog man. And he basically started out making hot dogs and hamburgers, selling it, and then transitioned into a food truck 
where we wow. helped him in the food truck during the summer months, my brother and I, and, you know, we built a business uh, until I graduated high school and went off to college. And then they moved down here to Phoenix with me. Um, but yeah, it was like one of those things where it's like, I saw him in a new light, whereas mm. you can, you can't, you, you don't have to be afraid of going from one path to another. And so for me, it was like, once I understood what was happening in my realm of like, I'm having a kid, I'm, you know, things mm -hmm. are in the world aren't great, but you can make something out of nothing. You can make something of yourself and provide for your family. That's when I made the choice of like, okay, I will be the one who's at home with him. I will find something that'll allow me to pay bills, work, and be a stay-at-home dad and be his primary caregiver. So, you know, that's what I did. I found a place and I, you know, continue to do the podcasting too, because it allows me a level of creativity and freedom that I enjoy, you know, still being a part of the community. It allows me to get out of the house and, and interview people. And it allows for a lot of things that I didn't think I had before, but now as a dad, I'm reflecting on a lot of different aspects of my life that it's like, man, he's, he's changed a lot of my views of what I do and how I do certain things. And so, yeah, he's, he's a big part That's of awesome. Yeah. He's a big part of it. And, um, but yeah, it's like, like you said, change isn't, a, isn't it has to be a, a ultimate, like end all be all scary thing. It can be helpful to, to provide a new view on the world and a new view on yourself. So, yeah. you know, kudos to you to like, take fatherhood by the reins and like really try and grasp every aspect of it. And kudos on you for wanting to like be a home stay at home teacher to like to, to teach him at the same time, because I know I'm at the point where like, dude, you're smart. Like you're a smart kid. I need to provide you another outlet of like learning education wise. Cause I, you're, you're reaching my limit, bro. Of like how to teach you on certain <laughs> things. But, um, I, I just was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, he's going to be so smart and he's going to want to do so many different things. And he gets, he loves reading already. He'll like, I'll leave him for 10, 15 That's minutes dope. and he'll be in his room with a book and like looking at the pictures and pointing at things and saying them out loud. And like, it's, it's those moments where you're just like, all right, I think I'm doing I think I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I agree. Those moments are the best. The best. And I, I will it. say like the homeschooling and the teaching, my wife is like a natural teacher. Like oh, her, wow, the nice. business that she has, she is a childbirth educator. Okay. So she's written, she wrote her own curriculum for that. Like, Very cool. <laughs> yeah, Very so cool. It just comes like second nature to her. And she yeah. kind of found like a curriculum to, I think it's like blossom and root. Like they okay. make curriculums for like, um, for like uh, teaching your like, homeschool kids yeah and yeah so my wife breaks it all down and then she like plans out his week and she'll be like well we got this this and this on the schedule you're going to be at home with them do those activities and it's mm -hmm. like they're not crazy like especially yeah. like he's doing pre-k kindergarten stuff it's just like learn nice. to cut like so we'll practice cutting or nice. learn our today we did sand tracing so i'll i'll cool. draw a letter in the sand and then he'll copy that letter and how awesome that's, the, the the lesson for the day and then he gets to play in the sand afterwards that's awesome so, i love that it's like that makes yeah. so much sense and that that sounds like such a great way to go about it and like go, yeah. going to 
education is just like I want I also want him to learn some cultural aspects because I come from a unique background of like you know I'm half Puerto Rican half indigenous and so the two cultures in itself from being language based also to like how much they have deep rooted heritage like mm-hmm. aspects to them where I'm just like I want to be able to give him things that I didn't really get I didn't learn Spanish from the get-go because when my dad was here um when we were living you know uh, away from home like away from his family and away from my mom's family he was still kind of learning english like still learning like okay. vocabulary words and and like sentence structure so I was learning hooked on phonics and he was learning (laughs) with me sort of thing. And uh, that was one of those things where it's like, yeah, like we learned together, but you know, he didn't really reinforce Spanish, nor did my mom speak her native tongue to me. So it's just really one of those things that like, I want my son to have those things a part of him. And I'm going to have to be the one who not only goes out of my way to learn it along with him, but also reinforce like, these are important aspects of your life. They, sure. They're they're who you are, and they're what they that what you make up, um, as far as our family goes. So, I just I, I again I'm like there's so many things that I have to do or like want to do too. It's mm-hmm. like um, so just behind the scenes, like my mom and I want to make a Hopi uh, coloring book for him, and hopefully be able to sell it too at the same time to other kids with the Hopi background and traditions. And and so that's bringing together my mom and I, because we are so interested creatively in doing this together, that it's just something like that's never come up before in our own path and journey was like, mm-hmm. like she's always been this woman of, she loves creating um, her own art, which is, you know, she loves to sew. So it's just like one of those things like, oh, no, like we've never crossed paths. This is the first time we've like, yeah, we should do something together like that. And so, yeah. Um, But again, I'm taking this quote, this whole podcast on me. But I want to I I want (laughs) to again, I I think it's really fun that you and I share a lot of different opportunities like that kind of like our connections are here, here and like all over the place. you have a podcast of your own and I'd love, I've, I've been listening to it and I love what you bring to the table and just bringing creatives. I want to say are always a unique bunch and they're always fun to talk to. So tell the audience what your podcast is about and give them some um, synopsis of like what you try to provide in each episode. Okay. So uh, to be like, Podcasting is something that I really enjoy for probably the same fact you do, like just getting to meet people and conversate and like get in the weeds and like those, those are the best situations. So I also was very nervous with people. So Mm -hmm. I I started podcasting to like help with that, help with like reaching out and like working on some of those nerves. Cause once I'm comfortable with people, we can dive deep. Yeah, But that beginning part, I wanted to really work on. Okay. So this is my third iteration of a podcast. <laughs> That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but this, what I have now is what I've always wanted from the yeah. beginning. So it's called Creative Questions. And really my goal is it's random question based. So I will go and I'll research and look up a bunch of just random questions. Also like questions that go with 
the creative that I'm interviewing and mm-hmm. then just off the wall questions is a hot dog a sandwich um, <laughs> yeah is cereal soup like just random stuff just to to see how people who how people are thinking but yeah. the main goal is I feel like with creatives a lot of the time we're judged on our end product like what we make is what people care about sometimes. So I wanted to create a situation where you had to show your personality. Yeah. And so you had to be there. It was going to be random. You didn't know what I was going to really ask. And then you kind of had to off the cuff be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it all kind of boils down to. It's, it's really there to just have a good time and show your personality. And I think what people get to leave with is themselves on a plate, which they might not even have. Yeah. Like some people are so like into their work and into what they make that there there might not be anything else like what they made in this podcast that exists. So that's really my whole goal is to just have fun with people, have a good time, talk to new people and then just show off personalities. They don't really get showed like different, different types of people that don't really get the platform to speak. So I don't say I just do all like, it's not just just black people, but I mostly stick to like marginalized communities Mm -hmm. because I feel like in design, there's very little like other voices being heard. So I want to take my time to give back to the people who need a platform to be heard. So that's really, that's really great. I mean, from like it's really fun episodes that I think that bring out some of the most introverted types in particular yeah. because there are some um creatives that are really very introverted and yes. I've learned that during my podcast but I'm also <laughs> like just saying like what who you deal with in general too it's like those artsy like really yes. in the books like just really yep. don't want to expose themselves but i think having those creative questions really draws down the wall of like oh i didn't never ask myself or oh that's a really interesting question i think it's so great because it just really shows who they are and it shows their personality it really does get yep. them out of their shell a little bit because it's so a off topic kind of question or like all over the place yeah Yeah. and that's the problem that i had is like where it's just like conversational Mm -hmm. um with like my last iteration if you get some people have a hard time just being conversational especially i do most of it through like zoom or riverside so online so people have a hard time being conversational sometimes so i find that the questions are good when things slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. they're good to hit with a random question to get like more yeah so it it was harder when i was doing like these long like okay we're gonna just like have a conversation and then they would be like i don't know what else to say and so i'm speaking 98 percent of the time and like i'm like "Ah, i want more of you on the screen so how do i do that that's kind of where the concept came from well that's great i mean you're doing a really well bang up job because the couple of episodes that i have seen you really get uh a really unique insight from the creatives that you have on and i i have to say too it's like being that you draw your inspiration or bringing out marginalized groups is fantastic because again it's another unique factor of like where they provide or where they get their creativity a lot of the times comes from their own heritage or their own culture mm-hmm. or what they what they are in in you know developed as as like they grew up in and you don't 
see that until you ask those certain types of questions or understand where they come from. Because I think people just see the art and they're like, oh, that's just really cool art. Whereas it's like for you and I, we both understand it's like it comes from somewhere. It comes from a place of like deep rooted background and you have to draw that out to really understand, you know, the person. Yeah. Yeah. Their style and like where where they were like them. It's it's kind of crazy. Like the last episode asking about like a smell that you would remind like reminds you of childhood and it brought forth like Filipino food, like street vendors. And I was like, Dang, that like I did it's just sometimes not expected, but mm-hmm. you're so right. They're steeped in these cultures that don't get a platform most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it 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 lends to like some really interesting conversations and some some turns that you never never expect to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And so like I'd love to just I think what I'm I, I creatively right now I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna finish up this conversation about the pod you know this podcast but then after this episode's done i'm gonna hit you with something that we used to do with everyone which is like this kind of i had this 50 uh question rapid fire that i used to do with everyone before an episode and it was just again to draw the curtains like to draw down their perspective of you know me and like have some fun and and build some energy um so I'll ask you those. They're kind of like fun questions. I promise okay. you, you'll have a good time. Um, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and continue on with just kind of some goals for you because we're we're reaching that point of like I like to talk about your your beginning and your middle where you're working on now, and now we're reaching goals for the future. Um, for sure. What for you would be something that you goal wise that our listeners can help you out with for this year or for next year and anything for your business. Is there something that ultimately you would love doing or working with? Um, man, I just, right now I've just been loving freelancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, like I, in the freelancing world, I do a lot of branding work. Um, it's really fulfilling to work with, especially small, medium sized businesses. Cause usually the, the creator has a lot of passion and, and like I always say, it's like they, they have a sock company, but they have all this passion about socks. So I just have so much fun working with like brands and like different people like that. Um, so freelancing, if there's people who need that type of work, I'm always open to like helping even like consulting like if you just need to have a conversation about your brand and you're unsure mm-hmm. that's always like i always love more opportunity to get to do that and kind of kick okay. it and understand people um when it comes to podcasts just listening like it's it is like i feel like creatives are like everyone has a little bit of creativity in them yeah so i think it's i feel like it's open enough to be able to listen to and have a good time with so if you could t- even take a second to go and listen to an episode and just see like what's there. Cause I think you'll have a, have some fun with it. Um, but yeah, those, I really just want to grow my freelancing and then grow the podcast. Those are really the two biggest things that yeah. I'm working on right now. Um, just having so much fun. That's the one reason I love freelancing. Cause I get the most random work. Like yeah. I built uh last week I was working on a uh, motion design of a hummingbird. So oh, okay. I had to make the wings flap and make it, it was a logo animation. So I just fly around the screen. It was really fun. And I just nice. love to get to do like those little pockets of like randomness where you're like, how are you going to pull this off? 
let me go do a bunch of research. Oh, mm-hmm. figured it out. And then you kind of put it, put it on the screen. That's awesome. Um, so I love that. We, you know, I, again, it's like, it's that building your network. So I have, um, I did this episode once with a creative, like f- videography group, like, uh, okay. it's called, uh, I think it's bear den and they, you know, really, they do a lot of like, um, intro videos for YouTubers okay. and stuff like that. And, and so yeah. they're like, what can we, you know, we want to do something with you, you know, um, me like the podcast i was like well i could use an animated logo that'd be something and so they're like yeah let's do it and like they they figured out and we use it a lot now with our with our uh social media of like this animated logo that they built for us and i i cannot say enough of like if you can figure it out or if you know like you, you have the resources to do it it's like just or if you have someone who you know can do it, just ask, like, again, yes. figure out a way to work together. Cause I am so thankful that we have that animation because it is so dynamic and beautiful and yes. we use it a lot. And so it's like, I don't regret, regret working with them at all because oh, they were yeah. fantastic. But uh, yeah, I hope that our listeners will be able to help you out with the goals that you have. I have no doubt sure. that I will be working again with you i want to do some stuff with you as well like i want to do another episode or something together because i think it'll be fantastic that i think as two podcasters dads creatives people like our encounters are going to run the gamut of like crossing paths in certain aspects so i have no doubt we're going to cross paths but i really i look forward to doing something with you in the future uh creatively and and fun like that Uh, and i have no doubt that i encourage everyone to go over to your podcast (laughs) listen and subscribe and give you a thumbs up on your episode so this is the chance to promote your podcast your all of the places where they can find you online i will give you the reins go take it away cameron where can we find you on social media and online world so i really just use my instagram and my youtube so on instagram you can find me at pwr.create uh pwr.create and then on youtube it's pwr create there's no there's no dot so awesome. uh, pwr stands for power so that's kind of where that goes so pwr create pretty much you can find me anywhere so awesome I appreciate it, man. And that's, again, for those of you who don't uh, already know, already like not already clicking right now, please go do so because it is a fantastic podcast. It is something that I listen to now regularly, and I will be um, hopefully doing an episode with you. My fingers are crossed because I want to do it. Um, I really do. And so uh, that being said, we'll reach our little outro here. You can listen to every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us on social media. So that's under Finding Arizona Podcast under everything. And last but not least, if you want to send us an email, finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you want it next and we'll try and make that happen. And last but not least, we always say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends and we will see you next time. Take care, y'all.